Hello and welcome to 97.9 Unity Radio Moneyline, the best podcast slash radio host in the universe, Steve Cully. And with me, as always, my bombastic counterpart, the coach Frankie C. Frank, welcome. How are we doing? We uh, had a wonderful day yesterday interviewing coach Randy Edsel, the former coach of UConn and Maryland, who had a lot to say, a lot of insight, and uh, that will be aired on the radio station, I believe, tomorrow and Thursday in two parts. Randy went for a good 90 minutes, and uh, I would say he was very pleasant. No, he wasn't bad at all. I'm telling you, he was actually... Uh, I thought the questions were good for him because it just—it's almost a buildup of his entire career. Well, I from high school questions. on up. Yeah, you got it. You got to lead him into it a little bit, and of course, he wants to talk about himself, which is great. And uh, and then towards the end, you kind of got a lot of the hard-hitting questions where you know talked about his time at UConn, his return at UConn, the status of Maryland, and why maybe those things didn't work out. And I, I, I really thought it was a good interview. The the one thing that stood out to me that he talked about that really changed the game was recruiting. He said that recruiting really is nonstop. And because of that, the coaching staffs now have have 20 and 30 guys because they have the guys on the field. They have the analysts that break down all the film. And they have a full-fledged recruiting staff that's evaluating talent, bringing talent on the campus. And it's just such a large organization that he feels recruiting has changed the game has changed the game especially that and the nil oh well, uh, th- that's just it i mean i think it's i think the nil the money that is out there uh social media has changed the recruiting game as well uh this allows coaches sometimes especially even lower level schools we're not talking division ones but we were talking about the other day with you is uh you would evaluate uh, a player through youtube film it wouldn't even be that, that I'm going to see the yep. player, right? Just we got we have to make a, a decision, a four-year program decision, in a ten-minute video. So uh, social media has changed everything. The NILs have totally changed everything now. It's just a free agent. The the transfer portal has changed everything now. It used to be that you had to sit out a full year, uh, and you had to have reason for transferring school to school. Uh, now it's just basically, hey guys. You have a little window, and I'm just going to put my name in the hat and see what comes out and who, who would be able to take me right away into maybe a better position for me. This has been a boon to the college player. It's been a burden, in a way, to most of the coaches. Some of the coaches know the better recruiters have a much better angle at this and a much better time at getting kids in. For them, it seems to be a win-win situation. But for the schools that are losing these players – and can't get better transfers to come in, and sometimes have been losing because they don't have the number of recruits. They just they don't have the volume of recruits coming in. What do they do? That puts them behind the eight ball. You may see, as we mentioned too in that interview, is is a two tier Division One system. You yeah, may see a Big yeah. Five conferences, and then after that, you're going to see another set of conferences that'll be playing lower tier football just because they can't get the recruits in. Do you think there should be some sort of regulation on the transfer portal to where, okay, I'm Syracuse, I need a quarterback or I need a defensive back, I can go and look at Alabama's roster 
I can find the third or fourth string quarterback or defensive back, and I can message him on Twitter. I can message him on Facebook. There's no regulation for like a contact period as to who can contact who, setting up official visits. It's really the wild, wild west as to where you can go after anyone at any time. Yeah, I think I think that that needs to be curtailed. I mean, even the NFL has uh, trade trade deadlines and uh, right. non-contact situations with players and coaches. So, uh, honestly, they're getting paid. Not everyone, but a lot of college players are getting paid right now. Maybe it's time for the athletic directors to, and for the NCA. It doesn't matter what the NCA does; they don't regulate anything. We talked no, about that too. No. But maybe it's time that uh, colleges can work out trades. Hey, that's, listen. That, that's true. Yeah. I, I need a quarterback. You guys yep. need a defensive lineman. I got an unhappy guy here. You got a third stringer over there. It's not seeing time. Maybe we swap kids. We honor we honor uh, scholarships, and we that's make, a better and, idea. And we, and we yeah. make sure that the kids are happy with the move, and they want to make a move, and we make it happen. I don't see what's wrong with that. And the the other thing that you had said a while ago, the TV money is in the billions. And technically, the schools can't play the can't pay the players. Maybe there's a situation where the schools are the ones that pay the players that fund the players. I mean, could that could that work? Or it may be the conference pays the players. Right. Maybe the right. conference play, pays the players, takes the burden off of the colleges, and then that way the conferences can set more of a regulated stipend to where guys, here's the tiers. Your first year guy, you're getting this. You last two years, you're getting this. If you have a, a Heisman Trophy to you, you're going to get a little bit extra. It's almost like a, a contract in the NFL with incentives or perks. I think that may be a way to go too. You know, maybe let the conferences dole out the money since the conferences are getting all the money, which they are. Yes. Right. Let them dole out the money to the kids in an appropriate fashion. You know. So, listen. This obviously can be tweaked year to year because it's all brand new. Like you said, it's wide open. Nobody's regulating. There's it's a non-regulation, so you're talking about who will be the first conference to make a move and regulate, and who will be the first conference to make a move and actually do something to benefit every school in that conference as far as monetary compensation, which they do get, uh, but maybe it's doled out in a different fashion. So jumping right in, I wanted to bring up one of the games you talked about. <sighs> Oregon-Washington. I, I, I threw an O for this past weekend, yep. which is yep. disgusting. It I happens. apologize to anybody listening to this show. It does happen. I mean, I looked at uh, who's the guy that does uh, Saturday mornings uh, game day for him, Steve. They let this guy, Steve, pick the thing. Yes. Yes. He's like a, he was like 11-17-1. That was his record, or 10-17-1. I mean, even that guy at that top level has a hard time picking games but I can I have not I have not been under 500 in my picks I've been 2 and 2 or 3 and run one every week and I've picked some good games I cannot believe that I went pulled an over this week with four games well, that you, I thought I thought were tough set. games I, they were tough, tough games, games but I thought they were way in the in the realm of of having good more than 60 70% chance of coming out victorious Oregon Washington Ugh. Washington defeats Oregon Washington coming off that tough loss. Oregon had been on fire. Nobody really saw this coming. Were you impressed with the performance of Washington? And and did Oregon come out flat? I mean, they scored 
33 points, you know, which for them, they score that in the first quarter. But, uh, you know, Washington played tough. Washington, you know, was trying to send a message that they are here to stay and they are real players in the Pac-12. Do you think Washington now is in the mix for at least making the Pac-12 championship? I think without a doubt the Pac-12 championship. Michael Penix Jr. uh, really impressed me. I mean, this was the game that that put him head and shoulders above where he was as far as Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, A couple of those buckets, those long sideline bucket throws that he made, just the touch that he has on, on, on the passing game overall is very impressive. Now, who to blame for this loss for Oregon? The staff. Yeah. The head coach up yep. down. Yeah. Um, some poor decisions. Uh, when to go, when to punt. I mean, hey, listen, it's fourth and two. You've got a lead. Punt there, and play there, D. There's no reason. Not, 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 not near the midfield. Yeah. P- punt and play D. Yeah. You know, the, the, these are. I, I understand the gambler aspect of it. I mean, everybody, everybody loves these guys. For some reason, I don't understand. Like uh, Kingsbury, when he was at uh, Arizona as, as an NFL coach, uh, the guy with the Chargers right now, uh, another guy who just right. takes gambles. I'm pulling out uh, NFL guys, obviously, for a little more visibility as far as uh, decision-making. But these guys that, that, that really – Go against the odds. It's not like you got to be an odds guy every time. You know, but you can't in situations where you really need to think about it. These guys are pulling the trigger way too quick, and they're making decisions that are not helping their team. Well, the momentum. You know, once you get that momentum going, it's hard to stop. You can't stop it. Right. It's hard to stop. And one mistake like that shifts the entire momentum of the game, and that's exactly what happened. Right. That's no, exactly did. what did. happened. It did. It did. And listen, they still had their shot at the end to tie it up with a field goal. So, you know, I, I thought Oregon played played okay, played well. I wouldn't say they didn't play great. Um, I thought Washington was a little more impressive than what I thought they would be. I think the, the home field advantage was huge for University of Washington. Right. Uh, it was a big game. It was the first time both those programs had been in the top ten playing each other. Correct. Uh, I just think that you know that atmosphere really helped Washington into pulling out a victory. Uh, good for them. Listen, they go on the road this week and they have Arizona State at ASU. Yeah, and that's I think that's a twenty-eight point, twenty-eight and a half point game right there. Uh, I, I, if I'm if I'm a betting man again, this is money line. If I'm a betting man, I wouldn't touch Washington. I wouldn't touch Arizona State, but I would take the over at sixty-three. Right, right. Uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, t- I mean, Arizona State can easily put up 21 or 24 on the board against Washington. Two and you know Washington's going to pump 40 on the board easy yeah. uh, against uh, against ASU. So uh, that kind of game, I think you're, you're looking at an overpick if you're picking that game. USC, Notre Dame. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that coming. I loved it. I did not think anyone saw that coming. Not a Notre Dame fan, coming. but I loved it. I, and I believe you picked the over. Uh, Did, uh, no, Notre Dame uh, USC. I think I, I want to say yeah, I did because yes. whatever it was, I did. I lost. It was on, it was the under the under made right there, didn't it? No, it was forty two. No, it was, was forty two twenty. No, forty eight. Then, I, then I, picked, I picked the under. Yeah, I picked the under. Yeah, and uh, I, I thought it would be. I thought I thought I didn't think Notre Dame would score for over forty points. So. No, we talked about Notre Dame's offense. We talked about the quarterback kind of coming down to earth but USC that was a game they 
had to win. Like that was the game that would send a message to the nation. Let's talk about the coach of USC for a minute. They they paid a lot to get uh, Lincoln Riley right. to so USC. Right. Let's talk about Lincoln Riley. Let's talk about his resume coming from Oklahoma. They, he basically stole him from Oklahoma. Yeah, sure. They stole him from Oklahoma, but who did they steal? They stole a guy who Never. wants total control of his program, which is okay. But they stole a guy who does not believe in building a defense. He does no, not believe in recruiting. If they're recruiting kids, they're hey, recruiting offensive kids. That's all it is. He wants to outscore everyone. He wants to outscore everyone, and it doesn't matter. And even if an AD steps in and says, listen, we've got to turn this around a little bit in the program. Let's start going after high-profile defensive kids coming out or transfers. He refuses. I'm telling you, he's refusing because he hasn't picked up anybody. No, no, he hasn't. And, and they just look pathetic at times on defense. How, how that team could be considered after this game. I mean, the, this game exposed – a lot of problems, and how this team could be considered as a, a playoff contender or a Pac-10 winner. I mean, now are you ever going to say Pac-12? The Pac-12. I'm I'm I'm, I'm old, Pac-10. Steve. I'm 55. It's Pac-10. We lie me. on here. You're it's not Pac-12. 55. I know, okay. but the, but what I'm trying to tell you is how they consider that team to be a contender now, and wait till the the teeth of the schedule come in. Yeah. I mean, who do they yep. play this week? Utah. Yep. Could be a loss. Do they have upcoming on the schedule? Ranked. Yep. UCLA. Could be a loss. UCLA's you know, been... Right. So you're talking about they're going to come into the meat grinder part of the schedule in the Pac-12. What's going to happen to them? And I, I think right now, if anyone is to blame on that, it's Lincoln Riley's philosophy on putting a program together. At certain points, you can't outscore your opponents. Well, they, they didn't pay him to go 8-4. and four. They didn't pay oh, him to go. No, nobody does. But no, 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 uh, no department or administration uh, in college pays brings a guy in and go. Hey, we got our well, guy. We're going to be, be eight, eight and four. four. Yep. you know what I mean. Absolutely. So he, yeah, he's he's he. Well, listen, he needs to win out, and it ain't going to happen. No, no, I, I I agree, and they definitely came down to earth. Um, I wanted to quickly ask you about Alabama. And Arkansas. Arkansas has really kind of been dreadful this year. I, I don't I haven't been impressed with them. Alabama, you know, they pull out another win. You know, they, they had beaten AM the week before. They they pulled that out. You know, when are we gonna see Alabama be Alabama? Or are we not gonna you see You might it? not see that this year. I thought they'd ramp up it. a little more. Yeah. I watched the first touchdown Alabama scored, then I'm like, ah, okay, and I'm starting to flip it around so I could see different games. Uh and then I got called away. I didn't get a chance to see that entire game. But it just looks like they're missing something. Yeah. Whether it's that it factor guy or whether it's more team cohesion, they're missing something. I mean, he's got would 47 coaches on staff. Yeah, and I they're mean. not missing coaches. Okay, <laughs> they're not missing coaches. You're right. But it looks like they're missing something. They're missing that spark. They're missing the guy who they can all turn around and look to for leadership. Do you think it's it's a lack of a running game? You know, because they've always had a force yeah. and powerful well, running we, backs we, that we they talked about it. On. We talked about it that it all goes back probably to woes in the offensive line. Yeah, up front. You know, my sure. buddy Doug Marone. Well, my yes. first coach in college. Yes. He was my yes. position coach in college, Doug yes. Marone. Yes. He's having problems this year. Um, that doesn't seem to be any cohesion on the line. Uh, doesn't he seem can't to find be the, right mix. The, the right mix. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you got a lot of bodies there, but can you put the right guys together to make, get the job done and be forceful with it because you are in the SEC? What about the quarterback? 
I think they're fine with. I I I think the situation has been settled. They don't have a better one. No, you know, there's nobody better on the bench to come off and 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 relieve him. But I think it's not the quarterback situation. I don't think it's the running back talent itself. A lot of it probably is a focus on the offensive line. Now, they did win, and they you know they're ranked 11th in the country. Do you see them winning out and, and playing for an SEC championship? Can they do it? I, I don't know. I, 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 even the rivalry game, Auburn, Auburn will be you know, the, the, the Iron, Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl will be really difficult for them just because of the, the hype factor. For, you know, Auburn will, will, will play that and use it to their advantage. I don't know. Um, is, is Alabama, Georgia an eventuality? I, I don't know. But, uh, God, I, I would like to see that. Do you, do you place any blame on Nick Saban? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people are calling into the radio stations. They're saying Saban has lost it. Saban isn't recruiting. Saban apparently forgot how to coach. He's all the Paul Feinbaum yeah, callers that call Paul in. Paul Feinbaum lo- loves him. That loves guy's him. ears. He uh, loves him and Harbaugh. Biggest Dumbo ears that I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, he loves Harbaugh. Yeah. Well, you know, he he hammers Harbaugh. Yeah. He, he hammers well, well, Saban. SEC. SEC. I think that's what at. we need to do is just hammer people, right. and then more listeners. More we'll listeners. Get more listeners. Right. Yeah. We'll yeah we can call people. people out. Listen, if it works for Donald Trump, it'll work for us. Yeah, right. Uh, my thing is. I, I I just he, I mean, he's not, got a great staff. He, he, he does, but you know, hey, listen. Again, recruiting is a big part. Who do they bring in? Who do they have on their bench that they're afraid to put out there? I yeah. mean, there may be some young kids that could probably produce, but they they just haven't seen it in practice, or they just don't have the confidence level in them. I mean, they have to have the top tier recruits in the country sitting on that bench every but, year, right, every year, right? So I I don't know exactly what to say about this situation. Is it the head coach? Nah. You know, if it was four or five years of this at, at Alabama, uh, and God, we're talking about a team with how many losses? I mean, one, one loss. Right. They're, they're and, like and five and ta- one. <laughs> and we're talking like it's a catastrophe. Yeah. But bottom yeah. line, if it the was sky a, is falling. Yeah, if it was a year of, or if it was three years or four years of three, four losses at Alabama, you know, then you got to say, well, maybe it's Nick's time. It's everybody's time at one point or another. I mean, the guy's a legend. He's going to always be remembered as a legend. He's done his job. He set up that university for life. Right. But, you know, at some point, it's going to be his time. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, at $11.4 million a year, I can tell you, Nick doesn't think it's his time. He no. wants to keep going. No. no. So I, I just, uh, I don't know what it is. You know, again, it's almost like, uh, who are we comparing that hopefully they snap out of their funk? Maybe like Ohio State in a way. Yeah. You expect a little better stride in Ohio State. Granted, they're winning. But you expect a little bit more out of them, and maybe Alabama needs another week or two to snap out of it. I don't. I just. I really think, you know, the defense isn't top notch, and now that can be a coordinator's problem. But the offensive line just doesn't look good, and that's the toughest position, especially in the middle of the year, to fix. Yeah, you really, you know, you have to identify what you can do well, and focus on that. You have to try to hide the, your deficiencies, and you gotta find a way creatively to protect your quarterback. Because it, it, that's the most underrated you, area on on the football team. Because the they won't lineup. do it. Right. They won't do it. Right, right. And that takes again. It, they just want to execute what they want to execute, and takes a lot. It takes a lot of offseason cohesion. It takes the right recruiting. You have to have the right kids. Uh, there's a lot that goes into the, the offensive line. Is is obviously. I think, and again, 
I played O-line in college. You played O-line in college. Yeah. We understand how valuable that position is and how unrecognized that position is. Uh, I think that's something that you know they, they really need to uh, – like you said, you got a few games left going into a playoff situation. So it's something to tighten up a little bit. How do you tighten that up? It's hard to say. Uh, maybe you trim down the package of what you're trying to do. Well, it's paramount. Like I remember in spring practice, you know, this one spring practice, we – determined we were going to run inside zone we were going to be good at it and 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 that is what we were going to hang our hat on we were going to get away from the gap schemes we were going to get away from a lot of the outside runs we wanted to run inside zone inside zone inside zone and after three games we realized we we can't run inside zone we can't run inside zone right we we we, you know we we, we're not getting up to the linebackers We're not getting up to the second level. We're not holding the blocks long enough for the back to get through. Some of the zone read stuff was not working. Yep. And it's week four, and you're trying to find something else to go to. Right. Finding something else that you know will work. And now it creates confusion. Yeah. Because you've been practicing the same damn thing every day. You expect that, and all of a sudden they're throwing something new into the package and everything changes, steps, angles, aggression, technique. Uh, everything changes in what you change up on offensive line blocking schemes. Uh, your situation was inside zone. For us, where I played, it was outside zone. We tried to run stretch, and we were terrible at it. And, and, and the coaches always worry that the players will lose faith in them right. because they spend so, t- so much time on a scheme, and it fails, and they're going to something else. And the kids are thinking, "Wow, coaches don't know what they're talking about. Right? They're they're, they're making a mistake. They're putting us in the wrong position to succeed." The telltale sign is when two coaches are arguing on the field with each other during a during a practice. Exactly. I, and I've seen exactly. that many a time when exactly. they're trying to talk about the, who's who, what we should be doing and who's doing what scheme right or wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the next game that uh, we have to go to, unfortunately, is your pick of the fighting uh, Pitt Panthers <laughs> against the 14th-ranked Louisville Cardinals. Um, Pitt Slap in the face. wins 38-21. to 21. I don't think Pitt has scored 38 points all year. I, I, I don't know where that production came from. I was shocked when I saw the score. I did not get a chance to watch the game. But to see... And, and Louisville a, a, coming a, off a big win. A huge win, a, a, a trend-setting win, a program win, undefeated. To one and uh, four pit. To one and four pit. It makes, it, it, this is why college football is uh, – there's no – NFL lines are like, you know, plus five, plus four, minus two, minus three. There's no like ten-point line. College football, the lines are huge sometimes. Huge. And you can't figure out why. And then all of a sudden – you're seeing teams that shouldn't even be in the ball game compete, and Vegas always knows something. And they that we know don't something. Know. Oh no! But to me, the to, to me the game looked great. It was a minus eight pick, uh, an undefeated Louisville team, a pit pit team that can't score, pit team that you know, their yeah, defense look, look is decent. Yeah. Their defense is decent, but I don't know. You just got to give Pitt credit for what they did and how they prepared. Obviously, they schemed well for Louisville. And Louisville just maybe again coming off that big win, trap game, uh, trap game again. Yeah, I guess I, I got trapped like everybody else. I did not see that coming one bit. No, I believe Pitt 
is in the Big Ten, correct? Or are they in the ACC? No, uh, no Pitt's in the ACC. I Pitt think. is in the ACC. So an ACC loss for Louisville, making it tougher for them to get to the championship after such a great run. And it, it's tough to look at the schedule and after six games wondering if your season is over, wondering if you can come back and rally and get to where you need to. Yeah. No, I, I'm. Uh, that's uh, disappointing. That was disappointing. Um, staying with disappointment, please. Um, Hope it's another one of my picks. Well, we we have to we have to go with UCLA. Yep. Oregon yep. State. Yep. Oregon State. There we go, right there. Oregon State. UCLA was the hot hand, and uh, they go to um, Eugene, Oregon, which must be a death trap. Eugene, Eugene. So. Eugene, Oregon, 36-24 to 24 against UCLA. Uh, man, I just can't get a, a feel for Chip Kelly and, and UCLA. 24 points for them, not a lot. Oregon State doesn't score in bundles, drops 36 on them. You know, in Oregon State, Oregon State is ranked 15th in the country. UCLA was ranked 18th. Oregon State scored enough to win. They did. They can. They, dro- did. they could drop 30 on you. They did, they, and they did. They but did. But the thing is, UCLA is only giving up 12 points a game. Right. You know, and yeah. they they hung their head. Chip Kelly was hanging their head all year on their defense. Right. Right. And and again, it's it's an away game. It's in a hostile environment. Uh, it's never easy to win up there. So I took that into consideration. And that's why, actually, I didn't take either team. I took the under. Under, correct. Because I'm figuring for a defensive battle. Battle, right. And here they go, and they pour on 60 points, which I just I, did, I just didn't see that. And I, I have not been in love with the quarterback of Oregon State. Right. Uh, DJ, he's the guy that uh, I believe yeah, he's he transferred from, from Clemson. Ma- from yeah. Clemson. Couldn't, couldn't throw a ball Could at Clemson. Clemson. Now he's the, probably one in the, in the Pac-12 t- Pac uh, quarterback race for quarterback of the year. I just, uh, again, this is why college football is one of the best things out there as far as controversy, as far as storyline, as far as gameplay, as far as preparation. It's just it's a different level. Do you think that teams give up on their quarterback a little bit faster than they should have because you I mean you've seen quarterbacks play for three and four teams you know going through the transfer portal and uh, having a lot of success sometimes you know on their third try are they not getting the right coaching early on as freshmen are they being moved faster than they should um, because God, man, I I go back way back to the New York Football Giants, and I'll throw out Phil Sims. Phil Sims was drafted in 1979. He did not become a full time starter until 1984. Most teams would, especially nowadays, would have moved on from him after a year. Are these teams? quitting on the quarterbacks too soon or are they just not developing them properly well you got to realize they're probably picking these kids up and when they're young plugging them in and then just saying you know what they just don't fit our system because they're not having that immediate success 
But bottom line, what allows these quarterbacks to not be developed enough or not be coveted enough to stay in a program is the transfer portal. Right. Hey, listen, this guy yeah. can't do the job, so let's go out and get another one. And then let's go out and get another one and keep rotating until we find one. Well, do you think it's part of it's the kids wanting to leave a little bit sooner instead of, hey, I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm going to train hard in the offseason. Yeah, I'm going to win that job in spring practice. It's not it, though, because when you're there as a player, sometimes you can see the writing on the wall. That you're never going to get the I'm, chance. I'm not going to get another chance. The coach has buried me, and that's it. You know, He's not. He's, he's bringing in the next. It's almost like a revolving door. A guy that's been married like five times. Five you know what I mean? Times? Yeah, I think a guy that's been married four or five times. Five oh, they're times. out there. Oh, they're out there. Five times. Think about it. You're just wow. revolving. This one doesn't fit. Ah, dump, I get another one. This one, instead of, you know trying to at least get the pieces of the puzzle to work together it's easier to get rid of someone and then to go pick up somebody new because of the transfer portal because of the transfer portal um were you surprised again by his performance i mean his i remember watching him at clemson yeah and it, it, it was awful. painful. It looked awful. Painful to watch him. But I, I, and he, was he the lefty? He, yes, yeah. I, I've watched him in two two games at Oregon State, and he just lets the ball fly. He slings it. Yeah, he slings it. I mean, you're talking deep deep passes. I mean, so, you know, he's got that, a cannon. Yeah, thing, things that that Clemson maybe didn't want him to do. So it, you know, it could be a system thing. It could be. And think about it. You you you've gotten beaten down in one system. It just doesn't work for you. For some reason, you can't figure out the reads quick enough. You don't know where your 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 checkdown is. You know you're, you're having confusion with the way it's being taught to you by the staff. Now all of a sudden, you walk into a new program, the Oregon State program, and the coaches put you up on a chalkboard, and all of a sudden, it's like a, a, a Nirvana moment. Everything opens up, and you understand what they're trying to say to you. And now you go out in the field, and you make it work. And it's easy. I feel that that's what's happening with DJ. He's just stepping into it, and it's like, my God, this is so easy. How did this not work before? So obviously yeah. it's not me. So his confidence level gets built up faster. Right, right. Now all of a sudden the guy's unbeatable on the field. Right, right. And a lot of these coaches, especially the ones I was part of, our offensive coordinator always taught half-field reads. He never would teach full-field reads with any passing progression. Right. You know, we, we we had a, you know, man beater on one side, you know, a cover two or cover three beater on the other side. Yep. So pre-snap, you know, he knew which side he was going. Now, we did a couple full field reads, but he thought they were too difficult to teach and understand, and he stood, he, he stayed away from them. <coughs> a, full, could, a full field read? Yes, if you can't blink fast enough as a QB from yeah. from receiver to receiver, it takes too long, yeah. you'll get sacked. Yeah. You can see that in games. When you see a quarterback look to one side of the field and he's looking for his reads and then all of a sudden he doesn't like it and he turns back to the other side, gets happy feet. It's, they're done. Right, yeah. because of the pressure that comes in. You just can't – linemen can't – to hold a block for more than three to four seconds is way too hard for an offensive lineman every snap. You know, yeah. If it's once in a while, you're going to – listen, you're going you're gonna to dominate your guys. But after every snap, you're trying to hold that ball too long and get your reads off. That's bad juju for the quarterback right there. 100%. 100%. We will go to uh, one of my um, uh, big winners, which was a uh, Tennessee team yes. against Texas A&M. Good pick. Uh, which I lost. 
Oh, it wasn't a good pick then, right? <laughs> no, I lost. I lost. I, yeah, you know, I had seen Tennessee play several times this year, and just not impressed at all with their quarterback play. I, I did not see Joe Milton succeeding and leading them to an SEC title or a bowl game. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, best recruit. Best recruiting class, I think, you know, for the last four years, he brings in the top talent. And he loses at Tennessee. And he's on pace, you know, for maybe six and six, seven and five, and was paid a fortune to leave Florida State to go to Texas A&M. I thought Texas A&M coming to the SEC was a huge mistake. I didn't think they would be able to compete in the SEC. What did you see of that game? What are your over, overall thoughts of Texas A&M? And can they succeed in the monster that is the SEC? I, I don't. I don't doubt that they can succeed in the SEC. I mean, look what they did the first couple of years when they came in when they had Johnny Manziel at quarterback. I mean, they right, they, they, right. they held their own, if right. not, you know, beat an Alabama team. They did right they, in the regular they, season. So I don't, always played Alabama tough. I don't. Uh, I don't see them as not being able to compete in the SEC. I just see them as not. I just see them as having a staff that can't put the pieces of the puzzle together the right way. But they can't go seven and five. This no, year. He, no, he can't go seven and five. No. Yeah, but what are they going to do? They're going to axe that big contract. They I mean, they got a lot of oil money in Texas. Yeah, they a lot do. of oil money. They, in they Texas. do. They do. But that's such a big contract to get rid of. I it's mean, a huge contract. I, I think you know. I think maybe you will see him make positional moves at the coordinator positions at the end of the year maybe that's one way to to sort of change the pace of what they're doing go back to calling plays maybe uh, possibly that could be it you know you don't know uh although you know uh, calling plays as a, as a as a head coach is uh not easy uh, uh, yep you're going to neglect the other side of the ball uh you're constantly uh, being pulled everywhere with requests so you don't have the time and commitment to put into you paid being attention pre- to randy etzel's interview. i paid attention yes. to randy etzel's interview it was, it was it he makes did a, say that he said he, he made good points on that where there's just uh, a difficult process in being a play caller and being a head coach as well so i don't know if that happens i i know the talent's there right unless every evaluator of talent in this country is wrong the talent at a&m is there what do you do? No, they have the they have the top Correct. recruits. Correct. Year. Well, what in, do you do with it? So I, I think you know I don't I don't think they ask the head man a little out. You know the job being jeopardy, but I think you're going to see some 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 you're going to see some some rumblings uh, below him uh, to make some moves to say, hey guys, here's how we're going to fix this. I will go to um, one of my positive picks. Um, a good good decision by my part was the flighting the fighting Florida State Seminoles against the Syracuse Orange. Yeah. And we've continued to see the downfall of Syracuse playing the meat of the ACC schedule, you know, Clemson, yeah. North Carolina, Florida State completely smoked. I, I I'm not sure they scored over 15 points against either team. No. What was your what was your thought about that, and and where do you see 
Syracuse finishing up this year? Well, we 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 talked about it before. I mean, you know, Florida State was my pick. I just wanted to stay away from it because I'm a, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in the backyard of Syracuse yeah. here, and it's and it's hard to, it's hard to see it happening. But we knew it was going to happen. We knew once they hit the meat of the schedule, um, they're just they just look so overmatched. They're overmatched. They're overmatched at more than one or two positions. And it's not like it looks like almost a FCS team right. playing an FBS team right. talent-wise. Right. I, I hope they get to that six-win level to at least sniff out some sort of bowl. Um, I don't know. That's going to be a difficult to achieve right now. But, um, you know, I just – I feel bad for Dino Babers. I like the guy. I do, too. I've gone to a couple of his too. clinics. I sat in. He, he's a positive guy. Um, he brings excitement. He's changed the culture there. Um, but but I just think that they, you know, again, who are we blaming? Are we blaming the staff that they can't recruit? No, I mean, or are we blaming the university? Uh, Coach Randy Etzel even said, he said, you, you know, Syracuse isn't going to get to the ACC championship anytime soon because of the teams added to these conferences. They're super conferences. They're beating themselves up. Only the strong survive. Right. It'll be an anomaly for Syracuse to get enough talent. Who, who are they bringing in now? Stanford and Washington, right? Are yeah. coming to the to the ACC. It, it, yeah. <laughs> where you, where the, do you go? The, the Pac twelve. The Pac twelve will be no more. Right. It, 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 everyone's gone. So where does the ACC go? I mean, you're bringing another two quality yep. teams into into yep. the fold. You know, so I, I just I, I, I Syracuse will be behind in my eyes, and Coach Etzel said it as well. And and and, and every, listen, everyone in our area says it. The facilities are twenty to thirty years behind Correct. wherever your other facility that has a top flight athletic program is in the country. Um, and I don't know what they can do to immediately improve the situation. I know they're they're, they're building some yeah, things. Yeah, he, he said $26 million is being donated to build a facility, but right. he claims it's more of putting a Band-Aid on a situation Correct. where he likes to say that they did things the right way because they built at UConn the Burton Complex from the ground up right. and, and made it the best of the best whereas certain teams have to keep going back and fixing problem after problem after problem right instead of just building it the right yeah. way and, yeah. and syracuse is one of those programs they just need it they need they need to level a patch of land and and, and do it up right to make that you got to make it attractive for kids number well, one well shouldn't your dome be an attraction no, yeah, but it's not though the but dome, it the should dome be. is antiquated it should be it, but it's not i mean you're, you're looking at an antiquated facility yeah they've done some upgrades i mean they redid the roof so okay i well, give them the that roof, the roof caved in they caved in they, they, they had to redo it they had to redo it right the air could only hold up so remember what used to be the carrier dome for a purpose it was carrier air conditioning carrier air conditioning so so yes but They've done some tinkering with it, but it, it just it just it looks like a cinder bowl. That's all it is. It looks yeah. like a cinder block bowl, which he described Archibald Stadium, right? Archibald Stadium well. before they went to the dome, right? So, but but realize Archibald Stadium that was back in the seventies. Yeah, no, I you know, know. All the, I know from the forties all the way through to the seventies. I know. So I know. now that, that let's say let's say it's from the fifties to the late seventies. So that's a thirty year span. The dome was in uh, early eighties. Early eighties. Okay, and now we're in now we're in twenty twenty three, so that's a forty year span. So now they need something new. Could the dome be renovated or dressed up to really make it 
a must-see facility, a draw for recruiting, or do you not see the Dome ever being the attraction that it once was? I remember growing up. I remember I, you may have grown up one time in the 1800s or whatever. Sure, but 1800s. The, we wanted to play in the dome. Oh yeah, we, I, played, I played two games in the dome. Yeah, you played in the Absolutely. dome. You coached in the dome. Yeah. Like that was that was everyone's That's dream That's was to play in the dome. Exactly. Can it get back to that? Is there anything they can do to revitalize the Carrier Dome? I don't know. I don't even think it's called the Carrier Dome anymore. Right. So uh, J whatever it's called, they're not they're not our sponsors. Wireless, yeah, right. Somebody wireless, but. I, I, Steve, that's a great question. I don't know what, that blows what more my you mind. can add to it. What, I mean, what more can you add to it besides seating? I mean, could it hold eighty thousand? I know eighty thousand. You'd, you'd, you'd have <laughs> no, right, it won't go. But you, 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 you would have to take out city blocks. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, yeah. there's traffic patterns there. There's hospitals nearby. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot involved in there. That's not. It's not like the dome is. You know, off in some private area. No, it's on in the, the corner the, of a school. It's right in the middle of the city. Right in the middle of campus. Right there. So. I don't know what they can do physically to the dome, and it holds fifty thousand people for which, football, which is not bad. Not, not I bad mean, at it's all. not bad, but you got to do something to earn fifty thousand people to show up to the games, and whether that's you know more community involvement. Obviously, you, obviously, listen, we're 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 circumventing the whole thing. It's wins and losses. If Syracuse were ten and zero, the dome is sold we'll out every be, time. We'll it's back. a rocking place, and yeah. you couldn't get a ticket in there. Yeah. You know, they're 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 coming up on what are they four and three right now? They, they, they are four and, four and three, three with four, with three losses with three losses and and, and they have conference a, losses and they have another couple of conference games coming up that they're going to get probably slaughtered in. So, well, their hope is you know maybe they can beat BC, which they, that's, they, that's they attainable. BC, that's attainable. You know, it's attainable. Virginia Tech, right? It's attainable. Possibly yep. sneak into a, yep. a but, dome. But there, there's your there's your game. six. If you, there's your six if wins, they hopefully. beat Tech and they beat BC. But that, that's going to be hard to come by too. I just I, I don't I don't know what they can do. But I, it's obviously wins and losses. But that's got to be a decision for the administration that, that to put to go put everything in. But if if okay, they end up seven and five, six and six. Is Dino Babers getting his contract renewed? Do you pay Dino Babers? I don't think so. No, because if you want a new new coat of paint on it. You, you can't do it. You want a new coat of paint on it. You want to bring in somebody new that's going to give a little breath of fresh air for a little while until they start losing. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Like I said, we talked about it last week. Who to bring in? I'd love to see like Urban Meyer. No, I, th- I think Ed Ogeron's the way to go. Well, I think you need both. The, the ex- yeah, well, you need yeah. both. I, I think, I I think you, need, you need the, Urban Meyer the for, for the name. Yeah, and not that Ed doesn't have a name, but no. you need Urban Meyer for the the name, the structure, the tradition, and and the organizational knowledge. But I think you need Ed Orgeron in the there to go with him, the recruiting coordinator. That's the guy that should be in everybody's hometown, in their in their homes with their kids, recruiting the best players in the country to come in. And that's what he does. And 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 you package him up with a nice few companies in the Syracuse area that'll cough up a chunk of change. And now you got something that could happen at SU because I, I and it's a spark. It's a it, it gives Syracuse a three year window. It will be excitement. It would give it you will, a three year yeah. window. Now is it going to cost you a lot of money? Hell yeah, because Urban's not going to come in until you give them a new facility, 
Not a new playing well, he, facility. He, he's smart. He's not going to walk right. into somewhere. Not a new playing facility until he gets a new athletic training, complex, right? Training center. Uh, maybe it's a dormitory situation where they all all house him off campus somewhere or, or on this athletic you know facility. I don't know what it can be, but it's got to be something that is promised to change to the positive to compete with the teams that are getting the athletes that you need to pre improve your program. I am going to move to um, one of my unfortunate losers, the fighting Kansas Jayhawks. Lost to, uh, I believe, Oklahoma State, uh, 32-39. to 39. Um, Kansas, I, I thought, was on fire. Um, I believe they were getting three, three and a half. And, man, they just cannot beat the upper echelon of the Pac-12. Or Big 12. Big 12. So I, what, are, what are you seeing from Kansas? And I know you're bitter because they didn't hire us. But Yes, I know. Still. But, but the, the thing at Kansas is, I mean, I think they have, they have, an, they have an exceptional team for and Kansas. The, and the coach has done it. Lance, Lance Leopold, I think his name is. Yeah. He, he's done such a great job. Correct. He came from Buffalo. He was Division Three Wisconsin Whitewater, won national championships, took probably the toughest job in the nation in Kansas. Exactly. And and he's really he's really done well. Right. And uh, so you, you got to give him his props. You got to give I, no, Kansas their props. I mean, I, you know, just to crack the top twenty five early on in the season was fantastic for Kansas. I mean, who would ever thought of that? Um, I think they're. I, th- I still think they're a very good team. Offensively, they're a very good team. Defensively, they have some, some deficiencies. I think they're overachieving. I agree. That's that's the right, right. word to put it. That's the the yes. correct word to put it at. But I, I'm happy to see where they are. I hope they continue. I hope this gives them a spark recruiting wise to be able to compete and get some athletes, some more athletes in there. Yes. Um, but you know, okay, and okay, State's not a, a top tier team, and it's you know what that was. That was kind of what I would say a fair matchup. Right. That's a fair right. matchup right. of a, a Big Twelve schools. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. Kansas took it on the chin. You learn from that. You move on. Hopefully next week they're, they're successful at what they do. And then uh, moving on to one of my victories, um, Penn State. So you were 2-2 two and two this week. Fought the, uh, the uh, was it UMass? UMass. UMass, yeah. That was, that was a lot. The, the a, fighting Minutemen. Great pick. 63-2. to Nil. Right. And that did nothing for Penn State because no. this week they march into no. Ohio State Never and Ohio they're going to get punched in the face. Now, this could be the James Franklin make it or break it game. He, you know, he's been talked about and, you know, he hasn't won, quote unquote, the big one. Right. Enough. And Michigan or Ohio State. And he, he's not getting to where his salary said he should be getting. Right, and to where Penn State wants to be. Yeah, yeah. The tradition course, at Penn State, I mean, so, uh, you know, he's in the top echelon tier of the Big Ten, but he has to crack the window and get into the room of being competitive with the top two dogs in that conference, Ohio which are State, Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan, yeah. So this, and, and listen, Penn State's defense is for real. I agree, I agree. So this is what... They need to hang their hat on and march into Ohio State with and say, listen, guys, we're not facing a potent offense, although they scored 37 uh, last week, I think, uh, against uh, uh, Maryland. Or right. was, it, was, it, was it two weeks ago? It was, it was last week's game, wasn't it? They played Maryland? Maryland, okay. correct. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my other losses. Uh, so, you know, they're, 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 they've got to march in there and they've got to say, listen, we have to shut this team down 
We have to force them to be uncomfortable and do things they don't want to do, and we'll win a dogfight. And, and and that's what they that that's that's the attitude they need going it, in there. Is it, it's Ohio State they have? They have Ohio State at Ohio State. Ohio State dropped forty one points. Ohio State offensively, not really impressed anyone all year. Does Ohio State go to Penn State and 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 just drop the hammer, or does Penn State tighten things up? Remember, they got to go. Penn State has to travel on the road to Ohio State. Do they drop so, the hammer? Uh, or does, I don't know. does Penn I see State the game, tighten up? I, I see the I see the game being close. Yeah. I see the game being close. I I somehow see Ohio State winning the game uh just because of the home field advantage. The home it is And I don't I've, I don't I've, like Ohio but, State no, in, especially no, 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 in big right, games, right. but yeah, I right. you know. I, I see the home field advantage being difficult for Penn State. Um I see Ohio State's defense being really good. Uh again, can Penn State can Penn State hold Ohio State to under twenty one points? If they hold them to seventeen or twenty, right, and Penn State may have right. a shot, right. It could be that kind of game. I, 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 I didn't look up what the over under was in this game. Um, I just think that Penn State needs to set the tone. Uh, it's a be a program changing win going into Ohio State this year, especially this year, which could put them in a tier with Michigan, right. And that may be the game of the year, Michigan Penn State, uh, to be able to decide. Who gets you know uh, the, the the Big Ten recognition? Now, will UMass score a point next week? Will UMass score a point? Do you see them scoring a point next week? Who do they have? I'm not even. You know what? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Just, will they score a? I point? say yes. I say yes. Wait, we can get a point on yes. the board. Let's okay. go over one. Okay, we'll give the Fighting Minute Men over one, and then also looking. You know, we got to talk about. The U. Yeah. North Carolina. Yep. <laughs> North Carolina, you talked about it all year. They got something going. Mac Brown is revitalized. Twelfth in the country. Miami's twenty fifth and a ACC matchup. North Carolina forty one. The U thirty one. What were your thoughts on that game? I, I mean I just uh Drake Mays and obviously Heisman. Drake Mays, they yeah. Talk. I mean, I, he's got nineteen hundred yards passing. He's got twelve TDs. I mean, he just looks he really good. Yep. But uh, listen, they have uh, in the backfield uh, Marion Hampton. I mean, he's got six hundred fifty yards. He has another eight touchdowns. He's averaging he's six a, a carry. Right. So you've got a dual threat backfield there. That's why they're, they're popping so many points onto the board. Right. I mean, I don't think. They have not scored less than 31 points in any game this season. No. Nope. Okay. So right off the bat, you're going in knowing you're going to put a 31 spot up on people, if not more. Uh, and that def- makes their defense feel a little the, better. Yeah, the, de- the defense is in the top third of the country. They're Correct. 55th in defense in the nation, but they're eighth in offense. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I just uh, – I, I, and, and they have quality wins across the board. South Carolina. They have Pitt, been beating Syracuse, some serious teams. Uh, yes. who, who else are they? Been? Minnesota, Miami. I mean, you're talking they, – They haven't had any – Right. It's, really. Right. It's not they, – they have the one game. But you're talking about a team that's had a pretty decent schedule and has run through that. So, this is a team that looks like it's ramping up on the season. And getting even they're, stronger. They're, they're, they're peaking at, at the, the right, right time. time. Right. right. And that's what I like. So, yeah, props to North Carolina. Uh, you know, Miami's in a little disarray. Uh, boy, that, 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 you know what? That Wait, loss at Georgia that Tech. Call, that, that, loss at, Georgia that loss at Georgia Tech took, took a little bit of life out of them. And that's probably, they went into this game probably a little deflated, too. So, 
um, contractually obligated to mention uh, Deion Sanders. Yes. Also one of your picks. Yes. Prime. Can't believe uh, that. uh, Coach Edsel's son at Stanford. Stanford um, looking like the 49ers, and they just come out. Wait a minute. And they lay the smack. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't say they look like the 49ers. It was. I went to bed at halftime. It was, I was 29, 29 to nothing. nothing. I went to bed nothing. at halftime. I know. 29 I know. to nothing. I know. Would you rather the, the, the Oilers, they came back against the Bills in the playoff game? <laughs> yeah, no, right. I, I, Where did that come from? I, 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 don't, I didn't see it coming. Did not see it coming. Don't understand. It, it looked like and, and, it played out. And there were out. coaching mistakes. Yeah, well, listen, the 97-yard or 98-yard score really – Put a drain in Colorado's yeah. mental toughness. Yeah, but I, 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 if if anything, we talk about coaching problems and coaching calls and bad decisions. All that. If anything, the staff let their team down. I agree. And here's they, they put them in bad position. Here's here here's here's the way you let your team down. Number one, you know Colorado has talent, not a ton, but they have talent at certain positions, especially at the skill positions on offense. And you know your defense is terrible. They just know it because they've seen it's a past history of it all and through the season. And they don't really care. And they, well, they, well, they, they, I'm sure they care, but they just, there's nothing they can they, do this they, year about it. They have to go with who they points. got. Yes. They have to go with who they have. But you're looking at an offensive coordinator that loves to throw the ball and loves to throw the ball deep. He'll sling it. And then and anywhere. So it, now when momentum switches – and you were up 29 nothing. Then it's 29-6 with uh, six minutes to go in the third. And then all of a sudden, there's one or two quick ones on the board. You got to eat clock. And they didn't even try. Well, the, the thing is, you can eat clock throwing the ball. Right. You, being, being you can eat clock with, with, with quick game. game. Absolutely. It can just be quick game. You know, who, you know if, you're, if you're, their tailback is not a featured back in the backfield. Well, they, 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 have Sanders three, is, they have three guys. They, they can have as they many as they want. There. They can't yeah. run the ball because no. their line's not a very good run-blocking offensive line. That's not their deal. But you know who's good at running the ball? Shador, <laughs> Shador Sanders. Sanders is. Yep. He's good at running the ball. There's got to be some designated run calls for right. him right. off of drop back or off of sprint out or off of a naked or whatever it is to allow him – to he's got to get advance the ball, yeah. get, get in space, advance the ball, and eat the clock. Yeah, because you're losing total momentum. Because Stanford is it, Stanford is making that monumental comeback. So that momentum, that that, that and number two, uh, Travis Hunter is an amazing player. But to, to go both ways the whole he game, was and banged just, he's, he's, he's he banged up and gassed. Yeah, he's banged up and gassed. They he didn't. played well, scored, uh, but but he he's he's gassed. They, they, they didn't watch his reps. They, 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 they needed didn't, to but, do a better. But job you know what that. though, the the kid over the top of him made an incredible catch uh, for a score oh, over the, the, back the back of Travis yeah. Hunter. I mean, yeah. the, I got it. That's just a so every, the pieces of the puzzle were falling in together. But you as a staff have to recognize when momentum is switching. And you have you, you to stop it. You, you have to stop it one way or another. And throwing the ball long. Oh, uh, he didn't uh, care. Uh, he didn't uh, care. It is not the way to he do it. He didn't care in overtime. I, I, no, <laughs> and I know another problem too. So you know what? Hey, listen. Program, uh, historic program win for Stanford. That is the largest comeback in program history. Correct. Uh, Correct. They're, uh, they're now. It could be two and four. It could be right. How about that? And it, it could, but it could be something that leads them into another couple wins. Instead of having a miserable one in whatever season, so it could be a program changer right there. Program changer for Colorado and Coach Sanders. 
Did you think that Colorado looked overmatched on the field talent-wise against Stanford? You see that. No, you can't say that because it was twenty nine nothing. Yeah, I, I mean they were they were they running were, all they over. They were rolling. Yeah. They, could, they, they could do nothing wrong in the first half yeah. when you pile on thirty. You pile yeah. on thirty and a half. I mean yeah. that's total domination. Yeah, but uh, confidence and momentum is a bitch. And that's and that's a coaching situation. That is that there, there's ways you can, can a little bit. You can't. You can't. You let can't. Them back you can, how much can you hype your kids up by after you've hyped them up? You can't go much yeah. more than that. But you can control the situations you put them put them in to understand that. Hey guys, we got to bear down. We need long drives on both ends. On defense, we need them to to take take their time scoring. On offense, we've got to drag it out. We need first downs, but we don't need touchdowns all the time. We need first downs. We got to grind the clock out. If it happens, we score. Cool, we score. But if not, we need the first downs. We got to keep that clock going. I think that's what Colorado was missing. Um, I think it's a it was a defining moment for Colorado's program because they realize what they have, and it's not as much as they thought they had. Uh, I also think it's a defining moment for Coach Sanders because now we're going to see his medal. Now I mean, you're going right, to be tested. You're, you're, well, everyone's testing him anyways because they don't like that they show are. and glow, they right? They don't like the show and glow. So, but I just think it's a defining moment for him because now he has to reorganize what he has to fit the situation that might arise in the next five games. Well, and it's it's like you said, um, I believe, probably on the the first or second show, when teams were going to get film on Colorado week after week after week. Now, do you think? that teams are effectively taking those plays away and game planning much better well, you're gonna Well, you're going to try without a doubt because yeah. you know you know what 80% of their offense is going to be. Yeah. You know, so, hey, and, listen, and hey, listen, contain the quarterback. The tendency and, breakers and, and, aren't there. And, you know, get a rush, but contain and, 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 and play some solid defense in the secondary because you know you're going to uh, get some balls thrown. So, yeah, that's, that's the the, the – the, the thing that you're going to see on film, but you know, listen, Stanford saw the film. Stanford was 29 nothing at the half. What do you say to that? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm befuddled. That was my fourth loss. Yeah, I had 11 and a half. I had Colorado minus 11 and a half. I, like I said, I, I went, thought that was. I went to bed. And I, I told my wife, I go, hey, I got a winner, and I went to bed. Yeah. And here we are. So you know, it is what it is. I think everyone, everyone learns from this. Stanford learns that they can come back. Uh, Colorado learns that they can't keep the foot off the pedal, but they have to be conscious of moments of when they just need to survive and eat that clock. And uh, I think we also learned that you know guys were dancing in the streets and well, Colorado was going to win nine say. games yeah. or ten games. Hey, listen, six game season, seven game season wins. My God, that'd be a they're four and three. Do you think Coach Prime is a little more focused? on the Geico commercials, the talking smack on the radio show, the interviews in the paper, as opposed to actually coaching and, and making sure his team's ready to play on Well, Saturday. I think he's taking advantage of the situation because he knows the window. The, everyone's time frame and window in their life is small Right. when you're a celebrity. Okay, There's very few that have... 30 40 year lasting power the rock showing up on your side that's it right so you gotta you gotta milk it while you can yeah i want to see how many guys show up on the sideline next week for colorado <laughs> four right? when you're four colorado. three right so uh i think that the window is small he knows here's the opportunity let's hit it hard 
Everyone wants him now for some kind of endorsement or whatever it may be. Uh, listen, there was grumblings of uh, uh, Shador Sanders at halftime going in and tweeting out in the locker room. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a yep. hoodie sale. He yep. has some kind of a, yep. a clothing sale. Yep. And whether that's his promotional, yep. <laughs> maybe it's his promotional staff doing that. Maybe you know, maybe it's he's got a third party helping him out doing that. But you know, here you are, you're up twenty nothing halftime. You're hit, you're jumping in the air in the locker room, and you're tweeting tweeting out, "Hey man, go buy my hoodie." And then here comes that second half cave in. So I, I, I think they understand him and his son. The moment is there. Capitalize on the moment. But now I think that this loss opened the eyes to both of them. That you know what, we got to go out there and compete for right. a full sixty minutes. So, and it is now that time, that lovely time, oh. the locks of the week, the I, picks of the week. I can week. only go up from here. The locks. I can only go locks. up from here. Hey, everyone hits rock bottom. We got rock bottom. <laughs> only one place to go. Hit rock bottom. And uh, it, it, it's a it's a four and zero session coming on. Absolutely. First game of the week. For me, who are we liking? I'm going to bring out the uh, University of Central Florida at Oklahoma game. It is University a, of Central Florida. Yep, at Oklahoma. At Oklahoma, Central Florida. Yeah, I'm trying to think who the coach at Central Florida. UCF. Is. Okay. So, okay. So the the line's nineteen and a half, uh, and the over under sixty three and a half. I like Oklahoma outright in this. I was gonna. Wow, tink- really? Yeah, I was gonna tinker with the UCF's offense is is good. Yes, but the quality of opponents has not been uh, well they they play in that the aac i believe correct but uh oklahoma on the other hand has had some impressive wins they're undefeated uh they just beat texas uh red I think, river where i yeah, rivalry. yeah yeah i think and that was a, that was a great game by the way uh, i do i do think that oklahoma keeps the momentum going they are at home you know you're looking at a three touchdown spread but i think they'll cover that easily uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback. I mean, here's a guy who's got almost 1,900 yards passing, 16 TDs, only two picks. Wow. You know? Uh, uh, the, but listen, UCF, they're, they have a, com- a combo quarterback package that has over 1,000 yards passing, but they have two backs in the backfield. They have uh, R.J. Harvey, uh, Johnny Richardson. Both those guys have combined for almost 1,000 yards rushing and seven scores. So uh, they have a, a potent backfield, but I think that's something that Oklahoma can take away. And I feel Oklahoma's going to put points on the board. UCF's uh, defense is in the middle of the pack. Oklahoma, UCF. Yeah, I'm taking minus 19 and a half. I'm taking Oklahoma. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, And that's a lock, by the way. Just saying that. You you say all right. Okay, I just want to make sure. So. And in uh, in honor of uh, Coach Randy Etzel and his fantastic. Picking UConn? um, And UConn, their first win. Over Rice, the Fighting Rice, mm. UConn is plus two and a half against the uh, University of South Florida. Uh, South Florida notoriously does not like traveling to UConn, especially the weather. Um, I think UConn's got it figured out right now, as far as the quarterback position. The the you know the defense has been porous, but they're 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 coming together, and uh, Jim Mora Jr. He he he's he's done a good job. You know they made a bowl last year. They started off slow. They rallied fast, and, and they got that sixth win and got into a bowl game. But 
at home, plus two and a half. I never bet UConn, but I'm taking them over South Florida. So you're saying cold weather and two and a half points gives plus UConn the victory. Gives UConn the victory. Uh, UConn struggles to score points, um, but magically they scored a lot of points on Rice. They scored over 30 points on Rice. First win of the year. He, he, he's got them playing hard, and I think that this is the time they can get on a roll, and this was the time last year they got on a roll and, and found their way into a bowl game. So um, history repeating itself. I'm hoping UConn can come out with the victory against South Florida and, and get that second win, <laughs> that big second win, and have that momentum going in. You're the right a loyal direction. program guy. I like no, it. No, no, I'm not at You're all. You're not a loyal not, program not guy. A loyal, no. Not a loyal program <laughs> guy. But um, I believe in Jim Mora. Um, I believe that you know we talked about it. UConn struggled to find a quarterback for years. You know, Dan Orlovsky was their best. Yeah. Set the world on fire. They they had Tyler Lorenzen um, led them to a bowl game. They had Zach Frazier who led them to the Fiesta Bowl. But since then, man, they, they just struggled to get a quarterback. And I've been baffled how they just can't find one. And I know they don't grow on trees. Right. But UConn should be able to get one. So I'm hoping two and a half at home, South Florida, let's go Huskies. What's the Husky fight song? Uh, Connecticut, UConn, Huskies, symbol of might to the foe. Fight, fight, Connecticut. It's victory. Let's go. See, it's victory. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Victory. I like yeah. it. We'll take them. Yeah. Two and a half. You're getting points. We're getting points. We're getting points at home. Let's go. Why not? <laughs> Beautiful. Second pick. My second pick. What do you got? Well, we talked about them just a little while ago, but the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. Man. They have roll. been on fire. Mac, on a roll. And, and it just blows my mind. Mac Jones um, fired by Texas. Texas, gone. Couldn't do fired. the job. Fired. Couldn't do the couldn't, job. Couldn't, get, couldn't do the job. They, they, they kicked him to the curb. They paid the money to bring in Sarkeesian, who, who's done okay. Yep. But, uh, you know, Mac Brown won consistently. Mac Brown won the title with Vince Young. Yep. And all of a sudden, it, it, it just, you know, when you lose – all of a sudden, you don't know how to coach football anymore. Exactly. You, just yeah, you lost everything. A, everything. No, forgot, no one wants to play all. for you anymore. You forgot it all. You yeah. don't know how to coach He football. seems like a player's coach. He, 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 he really does. His demeanor on the sideline and the, the way that he interacts with his players, you never see him dress down a kid on national television. Right. And he, I, I've always admired coaches who can keep a poker face. Right. Whatever happened, whether you know it was a pick six or you know the kickoff return for a touchdown, it was supposed to happen. Right, it was a poker face. Right, he's got a great poker face. The kids are playing for him. Yeah, and we talked about momentum. The kids believe in what they're doing there. So I, I, I really, I really like that pick. And I, I didn't even hear who they're playing. No, who that's okay. Playing? So, so this now listen, this could be another Louisville Pitt situation. Virginia comes to North Carolina. Virginia, um, Virginia is dreadful. One in five. Dreadful. One so, in five. so they're almost they're almost they're ninety eighth in offense, seventy second in defense. They gave up forty nine points to Tennessee and forty two to Maryland. So those are the only comps that I could see that would yeah. be on a level of North Carolina. North Carolina is six and zero. Oh. 
They're eighth in the country in offense. We talked about it. They're 55th in defense. Uh, they've scored over 31 points, 31 or more in every game they played in. They have quality wins. <coughs> Excuse me. They have quality, quality wins. Um, they're minus 23 and a half. My, minus 23 and a half. Yeah, I, I just think that you're looking at a North Carolina team that could win by 40 against Virginia. I'm going to say 40. It's, a, it's a lock. You give up the 23 and a half. You take North Carolina at home. North Carolina at home. I like the pick. I, I think North Carolina is on fire, and, you know, you can't stop momentum. And I think – I really think Mac Brown has something to prove. Yep. Because, you know, he – was unceremoniously kicked to the curb at Texas. He's been on fire at North Carolina the last few years. Now he's got a squad that can really play, and I I I I see what you see. I I, I think that they should they should roll and get their get their seventh win, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be tough to get them out of the ACC championship for sure, for sure. Yep. Now, I was looking at my next pick. Um, where was it? I was going um, a little unusual. I can't find my pick. Um, where is she? Ah, here we go. Um, TCU, Kansas State. TCU. TCU plus six and a half um, at Kansas State. I got to go with TCU. You're going with TCU. I'm going with TCU. I'm going with TCU. College football, anything can happen. Kansas State had been ranked. They uh, were out shortly after being ranked. Um, They're a well-coached team. But, you know, TCU overrated early on. I think at seven o'clock at night, TCU, it's going to be rocking. Plus six and a half, you got to take TCU. Hmm, that's an interesting one. A very interesting one. A very interesting one. Yeah, I would think home field advantage carries a lot of weight at Kansas State. TCU, you know, was overrated early on, but I, I think I think they're going to figure it out. I think that they're going to come to play at, at Kansas State, and I think that. Plus six and a half, you got to take them. You got to take them. Okay. TCU, plus six and a half. Plus six and a half. Okay. Um, On to your third pick. My third pick is going to be a little bit of a stunner. Stunner? Yeah, I think so. I don't think think many people will take this, but I'm going to put it out there. Michigan at Michigan State. Wow, Michigan at Michigan State. You're that going with week. a rivalry game. I'm going with a rivalry game. You're supposed to stay away from rivalry I'm, I'm, games. You know, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with a game where one team is in a little bit of disarray, and well, the other team is on a, is on a, a little theoretical roll. Right, right. Uh, Michigan State is getting 24 and a half points. 24 and a half points. And I'm saying you take Michigan State in the points against Michigan at home. Wow. And here's the thing, I I, I I don't necessarily see that, but uh, I, I don't I I, I I thought about this for a long time. So the over under is 48. I was thinking of tinkering with that on the game. Michigan averages about eh, 38 points a game right now. And Mich- they haven't really. I mean, Michigan hasn't played, played anyone. anyone. They haven't played yeah. anyone. I mean, yeah. Indiana. I mean, they, they haven't played anyone. So bottom line, you're looking at a team that scores around 40 a game. Michigan State doesn't score too much. Their offense is uh, is 
pretty pathetic. But their defense is top 20 in the country. Yes. So I'm going to say maybe Michigan State could put 10 on the board. Right, right. 10 on the board. Ten Michigan the board. scores 40. That 48 number, two-point difference, it floats. I don't like it. But I'm going to say with Michigan being top 20 in defense, with excuse me, Michigan State being top 20 in defense in the country, maybe Michigan won't put 40 on the board. Right. Maybe Michigan so will put 28 down. on yeah. the board, and maybe Michigan State pops seven. Now you got a 21-point spread. I'll take the 24-and-a-half. I'm going to take Michigan State over Michigan. Now, will there or will there not be a fight in the tunnel um, after the game? What's your, what's your I'm story? not worried about a fight in the tunnel. I'm worried more about anybody having a sexual assault the claim. Sexual assault uh, maybe claim. maybe okay. before the game. That right. way someone has right. to sit out, you right. know? Right. No fights in the tunnel. Poor no Mel. Fight, no fights in the tunnel. Poor, yeah, poor Mel. Poor Mel. He's going to get 95. What happens in the locker room is all consensual. Anyways. $95 million. Poor Mel. What would you do with $95 million? I couldn't even begin to. I pay, obviously, I'd pay off all my mortgages. I would pay off all my debt. You don't I have put any some debt. Away. I have you're tons a millionaire. Of debt. You're not tons of debt. debt. I'm a millionaire. Yes, that's why I'm doing this, <laughs> this for a living. Uh, I have. I pay off all my debt. I would put some away for my son for his future. Yep. And then after that, you know what? Uh, I would. I would. Uh, Where would you go? fact, my employees. I would drop some money to every one of my employees so they have a little bit of extra cash Cortland, in life. You'd have to give Cortland a few bucks. I'm not giving Cortland shit. They gave me a pair of socks. They gave me a pair of socks in four Cortland years. I'm there. I'm not gonna, they're not getting anything. Uh, and then I don't know. Then I'd travel the world a little bit. I'd, try, I'd donate some money to help causes. I mean, I, I'm not. Listen, you'd be even, a philanthropist. Yeah, I don't need That's all that nice money. What the hell am I going to do with it all? With 90, $95 million. It's yeah. a lot, yeah, man. It's a lot. It's of money. A lot. How much I got to leave my kid? My kid needs more than $10 million in life. If he does, there's something wrong with him. $95 million. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it's good to know that you would be a philanthropist. Yeah, I'd give my, I'd help out all causes, man. That's good. That's People good. need to eat. That's good. I still think we should open up a doggy daycare. No, so I'm not doing keep that, that in the no, back of your head. No, the last thing I want to do is more dog hair anywhere. Nope. So if we got the $95 million, yeah. I still wouldn't get a doggy daycare. You still wouldn't give me a doggy daycare. Oh, oh my I, God. I, that's I, terrible. I'm not going to put the ganja inside the pipe weed that you're going to smoke to think that think that's going to be a successful thing in this area. So I have a, great business sense. You're better off. Listen. Great business sense. I'm better sense. off building an actual studio so we're not broadcasting out of a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> With the $95 million. That's right. Um, my pick, I was going to ride the train of Florida State. That's a good train to ride. Florida State has... You got Duke. Has, has, and, and Duke has not played up to par in the big games. I mean, they, they had some wins early on, but, you know, Notre Dame... Against teams that were trying to find themselves. Yeah, yeah. 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 Florida State, you know, I was off the train once I saw the BC game, but they overcame adversity. They've gone on the road and won some big games, and I believe in them. I believe in them. I I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Coach Norval, but yep, he, yep. He, he's got it figured out. He's got it figured out. You've got to be careful, though, with this. It's a 14-point spread. It, it, it is. Here's the thing. Florida State has, you know, they're coming off a slap happy win, right? They and are Syracuse. Uh, uh, you know, they 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 beat a Clemson team that eh, I don't think they're all there. They're not. You know, they're so not. right. So I, I don't, but I believe. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got to believe in something. Steve. I believe, but I'm I'm telling you right now, Duke is. They're underrated. Hit, they're, hit or, they're, they're, they're hit or miss. They're I, underrated. Here's the problem. When you say Duke, what do you think of? 
Well, basketball. Mike, Mike Shashevsky. Right. You're not thinking football. No. But these no, kids no, no. can play. No, they, uh, the no Leonard, doubt. No, no, no. Now, is, is the quarterback healthy this week? He, he is. But healthy? Th- okay. They should have beaten Notre Dame. I mean, yes, he cannot yes, beat but, Notre but, Dame. But listen, that's a, that's a quality win for Notre Dame, and it's a quality opponent for, for Duke to, to set their First their time, standard. college game day. Right. You it's know. A, that's a, so, so you've got to look at it that way. It's like Duke was a competitive the whole game, and they were there with Notre Dame. And then Notre Dame goes out and slaps around USC they did. the following week. They so, did. Yeah, you know, that, where does I, that put Duke? That, that, so you look at it a, that that's way. That's a tough sure. 14 points sure. is a big spread. It is. For, for Florida State. So, you know, they're going to have to perform and perform well because the Leonard kid is no joke at quarterback as far as an all-around athlete, and their defense is is solid. It's a 7-30 game. I, I, I think it is going to be crazy at, uh, at, at Florida State. And I, you know, I wasn't on their bandwagon. I, I didn't believe in them. I didn't think they had the offensive firepower. I didn't think they really cared defensively to shut people down. You know, especially that, that BC game just rubbed me the wrong way. But the fact that they came out with the victory and they've won ever since. And, they, you know, I, I know that there was a deficiency playing against Syracuse, but they smacked them around. Duke is for real. You know, Duke has players. Duke is physical. Duke is tough. But 14 and a half. I'm oh, it's fourteen and a half. It's fourteen and a oh half. Oh my god, that's even Duke, that's even Duke's worse plus, for Florida State. Duke's I thought it was fourteen. Plus, Duke's plus fourteen and a half. Oh wow. I'm taking Florida State. I'm okay. ri- I'm riding the train. All right. I'm riding All the right. train. I hope that train comes into the station. I'm riding the train. I'm riding the train. Okay. I can't complain. Um, I won't complain. I don't that. know if UMass is on the schedule so I can pick against them, but <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll the money check. I'll put mortgage the house on UMass against UMass? Who 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 are you looking at for your next pick. Listen, I am pulling out a red, white, and blue lock. A good old American bandwagon game. A, a glory uh, to the, the the stars and stripes. I am going to pick Air Force at Navy. Air Force. Air Force cracks the top 25 as number the 23. Air Force. That's right. Air Force at Navy. So get these. Those get, are games you're supposed to stay away from the nah, rivalry games. Nah, nah, you're not, taking rivalry games. Not this games. one, brother. This is a lock. It's I'm a, giving a you lock. a lock. So Air Force, now, Air Force Navy's is 6 down. Air, I know Air, Navy's Air, down. Air Force is 6-0. Oh. Yes. Okay. They played the San Diego States of the world. That's their conference. Uh, Navy's 3-3. Three and three. The spread is 10.5. Navy's getting 10.5. Right. The oh, Guess what the over-under is? I, I don't know. 36. Well, I mean, Navy can't score. Navy cannot score. Navy Navy averages under 200 yards of total offense a game. game. Under 200 yards. In college football, that's... Under 200 yards. They they are 130th in the country in offense. Yep. Do you know what Air Force is in the country defensively? Third. They're third? Third in overall defense in the NCAA. Oh, my God. Wow. Now, they're 55th in offense, so they're in the top third tier of offense. They average over 400 yards a game offensively. They average... 400 yards a game offensively. Yep, they average about 69, 70 yards passing, and the rest is all rushing. Have you you watched them? I I have. I've seen only one game, but I have watched them. Do they... And and they don't throw the ball. They do not throw the ball. It's all triple option. It's all all triple. Wow. They do not throw the ball. They run the quarterback. They run the quarterback. The quarterback last week, I think, threw for 89 yards, and he ran for 111. 
and they they have a good fullback. Obviously, the triples all all based yeah, around that match with the quarterback and fullback on the on the divery, the first read of the triple. They average thirty five points a game, uh, and they run it and and they run it well, and they and they run it well. So you know what? I, I was gonna I was tempted to take the under. To take under thirty six, I don't think. Man, I don't think. I, I, think I don't think Air Navy, Force will score. I don't think though. Navy scores a no. Air Force will score. Yeah, but but even if they they average thirty five a game, the yeah, over under is thirty six. Yeah, Navy's yeah. not going to score a point. Yeah, but you know right. what? I'm going to take. I'm going to give up the ten and a half that Navy and, and it's 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 at Navy. Well, it's at a facility. Uh, and you've been to Navy uh, now. Well, and that's not in Annapolis. It's at it's a different. Not no, Annapolis. it's at a different. I forget the venue. The name of it, but it's not at Annapolis. Is is it at the the Commander Stadium? That might that might be it. It might be wow. Commander Stadium. Yep. So Navy's getting ten and a half. I say this is the ultra, ultra, the ultra super lock of the week. Take Air Force minus ten and a half at Navy. In a rivalry game. In a rivalry game. In a military game. In a, in a, in, a, in a hand to the heart national anthem, pledge of allegiance. Godforsaken American red-blooded game, and I'm going to give you a kicker. And you're going to bet Army next week. I'm not going to touch Army. I'm going to give you a kicker. I'm going to give you a fifth pick. A fifth pick. So Worcester, Mass has something to root for locally. Oh boy. We talked about the Eves from Williams. The Williams, yes, you love okay. Williams. I don't yes. love Williams, but well, we talked it, about... What's, what's an EF? I have, I have no clue. I have I no idea I whatsoever. Somebody must have stepped on a rock when they named that, that college. Okay. They're playing Trinity. Trinity is Trinity's at Williams. Tough. Trinity is 4 and 1 this season. Yes. Trinity lost 20 to 15 against Middlebury last week. Ooh. Ooh, that's Williams a tough is, loss. Williams should have never lost to Middlebury is such a uh, uh, and again, uh, Williams last week got their second win of the season at Hamilton College. Well, that's beating, not, that's beating not Hamilton. Uh, that's the, that's my uh, old stomping grounds where I coached for yes. 3 years. Yes. So bottom line, what I'm looking at right now is an angry Trinity four and one Trinity team, pissed about losing at Middlebury. Right. Was it coming a close into game? Williams? It was a it was a twenty to fifteen game. Twenty to 15. now Williams played Middlebury in a driving rainstorm and lost twelve to ten, but I don't see Williams on the same capacity level as Trinity as far as offense or defense. I'm saying I don't know what the spread is. I don't even know if they have a spread for Division Three NESCAT uh, games. Some probably do. hit, they, hit they, up your hit don't. up your local bookie. He may come oh, up with some kind of line. He'll give you something. You take Trinity for the win at Williams this week. Trinity for the win at Williams. That is the 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 bonus pick. Yep. The Trinity. Yep. The Trinity at Williams. Yep. You've got three teams leading the NESCAC. It's four and one. You've got Trinity, Middlebury, and Tufts. Now, traditionally, Middlebury is not in the upper echelon of the Nescafe, are they? I call no, it the Nescafe. Nescafe. A lot of people do, don't. But uh, not yes. You got to. They have to be they in the are. upper half of the tier. They are. The upper, you got to okay. consider them the upper half of the tier because you have the three main teams and Hamilton, right? Uh, that are always, you know, sort of. It's Trinity, Amherst, balancing. and Williams are the three. No, no, the top three this year. Yeah, no, 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 normally, so normally. No, Amherst, Amherst has had their run. They had a great run where they were in the top okay. tier of that division. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Trinity's always uh, Trinity always seems to get the athletes at the other universities who are in the same 
conference can't can't get. Well, it's the academic. It's issue. the academic. They, they, I think they, they slide they a little. They always says Trinity's yeah. kind of renegade uh, yeah. NESCAC school. They, yeah. they are. They right. are. Right. So uh, yeah, those. Uh, that's my. That's my. Uh, I'm going to give you a fifth. I'm going to give you a sweetener. It's a little bonus. I've given you a four and one Trinity team traveling to Williams, Williams, Williamstown, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, it's actually called Williamstown. I think it's called Williamstown, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, against a two and three Williams team, and I'm going to say you take Trinity uh, for the victory against Williams. No, I, I I didn't pay attention, but um, the the Fighting Utica University Pioneers <laughs> they did they play Cortland last they week? They did play Cortland and, last and week. How did I, how was how did that? Turn I out? think if I'm correct, it was a fifty six to three victory for Cortland. It was that big, fifty-six to three. Oh my lord! And wow. I, I obviously I'm a Cortland grad. I know both head coaches fairly well. Yep, Coach Fagiano. Uh, yep. Fagiano Utica is a great guy. He's a good coach. They were ranked in the top twenty-five going into that game. Cortland was, I think, fourteen or thirteen, if I'm uh, somewhere in there. And, right. And U- Utica just cracked the top twenty-five in Division Three. And they just went in there and got obliterated. Sometimes it happens. You just take it on the chin. You got to move on. It's a program. Uh, it's a learning moment for the program. You have to realize, you know, Cortland may be in a, in a different tier of Division Three teams. Does and, Does Cortland compete with um, Ithaca this year? I didn't know if the game was yeah, at Yankee bo- Stadium. But yeah, or not. they're both. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, the game's actually at Ithaca this year, November it 11th. Is, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, on Veterans Day. Um, and uh, I think they're both one loss teams. They're both in the top twenty. I think it'll be a great game. Uh, you know, uh, Cortland had a six-year run of beating Ithaca, and Ithaca the last uh, last couple of years has, has pulled it out. Especially we had the two games at MetLife and the other yes. the other at Yankee yes. Stadium. I went, yep. to, I went to the Yankee Stadium once. And and I, I believe that was the largest Division Three. The MetLife Stadium yes. was. I think that just got that just was beaten just this was past beaten. year. I don't know who did it, but I think uh, there was a larger Division Three game. Wow. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, pretty good division for Division three. three, man. Listen, yeah, no, it is. the only thing that differs from Division one to Division three is speed. It, it is. It's, it's that's speed, a, the a athlete, the overall the overall speed. athletic speed of players is it? Because listen, you'll find three hundred pounders along the line in Division three as well as Division one. So, yeah, I think speed is a, is a big factor. That the, the the biggest difference I saw was in the line play. The the line play yeah. just the the athleticism, yeah. the footwork. The stiffness, just not being able to bend as much, yeah. and the overall strength, just just you know not well, being able to lift as much in the there weight. There are not many offensive linemen in Division Three that are starting and that are of size, right? That will run a five flat forty, right? You go to We're Division no, One, sure. and there's a bunch of them, right? No, yeah. and that's that's a big deciding factor. Um, what do you got? Last pick. Last pick. I am going to jump back on the uh, the Colorado train. Really? I, I Who do they I, have this week? I am not exactly sure. You're just taking them no matter what. No, they I, I saw it oh UNLV. Um they are plus eight. Colorado's getting eight points? They're getting no, eight. that's impossible. That can't be right. Yeah. It's at UNLV. It's at UNLV. And you wouldn't happen to know what UNLV's record is, would you? I can click right they're now. They're getting have, eight points. They are they're on getting, the road. They're getting eight. At, at UNLV, U, at three and UNLV. three maybe UNLV, two and four, 
three and three. They're not showing the record. I don't. I don't see. I don't see what what you and well, I we have cell phones. Be. We can look uh, it up. I, I saw it and I did a double take. And they're getting eight points. How is that possible? I, I, I don't. Oh, understand. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, it's Colorado State. The, no, it can't be. They already played them. Colorado State at oh, UNLV. Oh, Colorado State at UNLV. All right, I, now I, you're throwing I did, me way I did off. Because I, I thought it was I thought I thought it was Colorado. Okay. Okay. Now that, you're throwing that, me that, way off. Okay. That, that, I got gotcha. you. That that screwed you up. That screwed you up. That's okay. okay. All right. No. All right. All right. All right. I'm all taking right. I, I'm I'm taking Washington. Okay. Washington uh, plus twenty and a half against Oregon. Wait, 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 wait. You're jumping all over the place again? You're taking who? Washington. Washington State. Is it Washington State? I think it's Washington State. Washington State, yep, yep plus 20. Plus 20 Oregon. against an Oregon. They're at Oregon. They're at Oregon. And you're taking them with the 20 I'm points. I'm taking them with the 20 points. Okay, all right. I'm taking I can, them with the 20 points. I can, I can, I can live with that. I'm taking them with the 20 I, points. I, I can live with that. Oregon, I, look down the last two weeks, I think they're right for the taking. I think Washington State can go in there and you know at least cover the 20 points. I think 20 is not enough. That that's that that that's the lock. Okay. That's the lock. Okay. That's the lock and I'm taking Yukon. Yukon <laughs> Yukon is back in the world. Yukon won their first game. They're back in the universe. Yes, they're they're they defeated the Mighty Rice. Rice. And uh rice this owls. is this the is owls. it. The this, owls is are the, rice. this is the role and uh I took it for coach Edsel. I didn't know uh, I didn't see Stanford yeah. If Stanford was playing, I would have yeah. taken Stanford for Coach uh, for Coach Edsel. Sure. Um, we'll have news shortly on uh, when that interview is going to be airing. Um, it's doing very well, a lot of popularity. Nice. Coach Edsel doesn't talk to the media, but he oh. scoured the earth and just found the two best people to talk to. Hit us and up hard. We just, we just had a great job. I like it. Worcester's lucky. Worcester's lucky. So we are, uh, are going to sign off. This is Moneyline 97.9. Unity Radio. Unity. Yeah, it's Unity. We're we're somewhat together. Unity. Yep. We're together. And uh, we got the coach Frankie C and the best podcast slash radio host in the universe, Steve Cully. Remember, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Take two oranges and throw them back at life. <laughs>